Overwatch is on ESPN, Halo is going to be on Showtime, video games are everywhere, and we're talking about them on Inventory Full, so stay with us. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. What is up? Welcome to Inventory Full. I love this, like, Nate's theme. It's so good. good. It's been a while. (laughs) Guys, what's going on? My name is Patrick Dees. I'm one of your hosts. I am joined only by Cecil Shuttlesworth. We are holding down the fort this week. We are sans Nate Miller. We're sans Mark B. Donica. I love you. Gotta have to. You gotta hit the B in Mark's name, right? It is a requirement. It is a requirement. It's just the two of us, but we're still a lot to talk about this week. Um, We are talking a lot about uh, Overwatch. We're talking a lot about uh, the Nathan Fillion Uncharted um, and what we've been playing as per usual. So. Let's jump into it. All right. All right. So it's still the summer, right? It is still the summer. And I I really am desperate to talk a lot about uh, Nathan Fillion. I just hear the, I hear the Bear McCurry. Steve in the booth pointed out there was Bear McCurry score. Uh, Dude, I love, I didn't even know that was a fun fact that I learned right now. And I was like, no wonder (laughs) I love that. Yes, exactly. Um, One of the fun things about doing the show. Um, So I really, I desperately want to get to that because that was a weird thing out of the blue today. But right. As per, well, because I know he hinted at it as Instagram. We'll get to it. But um, yeah, yeah. last week we talked a lot about what we've been doing over the summer. So uh, talk to me about what you've been doing. What have you been playing uh, since I last saw you? Man, I, I'm still chugging along with Legend of Zelda, like in my spare moments. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I've been playing a lot more of like the multiplayer online stuff. So I've been playing a lot more Overwatch. I've been playing a lot more Fortnite since this season dropped. There yep. are golf carts now, which are <laughs> the dumbest thing in the world. They are the best. Okay. Uh, you don't actually play the game anymore. You just do donuts in a golf cart. Wait, so, so yeah, so like a little behind the scenes baseball here. You had mentioned to me that you had a montage of you dancing on, on golf carts. As somebody who doesn't know... Who doesn't play a lot of Fortnite, but admittedly yeah, doesn't know yeah. they hasn't heard much about season five. Talk to me about the golf carts and then what's new this season. So season five is this major like hodgepodge of stuff that they okay. just decided to throw in, including golf carts, which is the first like drivable car- vehicle in the game. They introduced regular shopping carts last time. Okay. Uh, so you could wheel around on a shopping cart, but now you can get in a golf cart with, you know, your three friends. Perfect. And uh, <laughs> drive across the map now. Well, only good things come when you're in a golf cart. As yeah. far as I'm, oh. That's my personal experience. Obviously, yeah. obviously. So they have a racetrack that you can actually time your laps in. And these golf carts, for no reason that is discernible to anyone, yep. can drift. I, look, <laughs> if you were going to improve golf carts in one discernible way, it would be drifting. You make them drift. Totally. So, it makes um, everything better. So, you know, my, my group and I have just been logging into Fortnite, going to where we know there are golf carts, picking one up, hoping we don't get shot down immediately, and uh, just driving across the map. Is there like a gentleman's agreement so, or and, and gentleman and ladies agreement where like if you see somebody in a golf cart you don't kill them you let no, them have their fun you know you just no. get murked yeah we have we have never uh, encountered a friendly group of oh, people got in, it. in our golf cart sure uh, yeah but we there's adventures and if you're stand so you can there are two people that can sit in the front and then two people that can stand in the back and if you're standing in the back you can dance. <laughs> Damn and Fortnite has the dumbest dance yeah, in the world. Like they have all the dances. Yep. So uh, you know, you're just in the back getting down and nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> it's it's been a time. <laughs> I still I can't I keep waiting for this game to slow down. I keep waiting for momentum to to peak. 
And every time I turn around, it's bigger than it was the day before. It's insane. So what else is new this season? So they so last season they introduced this kind of superhero thing and mm-hmm. this like world ending plot where the villains were gonna like tear the fabric of time and space. And then and they, they introduced right, and then they introduced all that like ARG stuff into the real world, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so they ran a big campaign where things from the game started popping up in real life locations. Right. People were finding llamas in Paris yep. or, you know, uh, the Durberger up in Lancaster. And so then what their thing was, okay, so things from the game are getting out into the real world, and things from the real world are now getting sucked into the game. Because, of course, they because are. Because why not? <laughs> because why not? Right. So they, it, and it's a really weird thing, because there's like, you know, there's there's Easter Island statues, there's a golf course, there's what looks suspiciously like Palm Springs now in the game. Okay. Uh, but they're also bringing in kind of like out of this world weird creatures and kind of implications. So it's very all over the place. And whereas like they presented it as they were going to start with like a more cohesive storyline, they're just like, no, 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 you, we want we want a, a spray painting dude and Vikings at the same time. Let's go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's been a thing. <laughs> so now, how often do you? So you always play with that same group? Or? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Um, I, Fortnite. I'm, I'm not going to drop in and play solo. Like I have no. No. I have no desire to play it by myself. Sure. It's fun because we're all playing Makes together sense. and we do stupid things. Like, I don't play it because I want to competitively play Fortnite. Right. Are you now, and I, I should know this, I feel like I talk to you every week about <laughs> games, but like, what are you playing it on? Uh, PC. You are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fortnite's on PC. I have it downloaded to the PS4. I just haven't ever bothered to try it. It doesn't seem worth I think you are not it. alone. Did yeah. you see H1Z1 was a, a higher, fre- like, was downloaded more frequently, is higher on the download charts this past mm-hmm. this past month than than Fortnite on the... They're yeah. getting killed on that platform. Not surprising. I'm sure it's still doing very well. I think yeah. getting killed is relative, but, like, do you compared to every other platform on the planet, I feel like they've got to be really underwhelmed with how it's doing on PS4. Mm. Yeah, well, with how successful it's been all over the place elsewhere. So. Yeah, um, it's not just it's not just Fortnite. Well, first of all, before we move on from Fortnite, is there anything else that like I've not even started Fortnite? So, is there anything else that, like if I picked up season five, like anything else that I should be keeping an eye out for this this season? Uh, I mean, really, it's it's a pretty basic. It's a very cartoony drop into the map, and yep. you you collect silly like things. It's it's about you know you can get a silly outfit to wear. Or a really dumb pickaxe. Yep. Uh, it's it's more about the cosmetics than anything for me for that game at least. There's no like huge skill level that you have to hit or or like goals that you really want to yep. aim for. But it's it's a fun way to pass the time. No, fair enough. <laughs> and that is what the summer is all about. Like we were just again, we, this is, seems to be a recurring theme the last couple of weeks. But like, there's not a lot on the whole like new releases right. front. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also been playing Overwatch. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch too. That doesn't surprise me one bit. No, no. No, I know. Overwatch. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> know. Uh, and so, yeah, Overwatch has been... Well, they introduced a new hero that hasn't hit the actual game yet. Yep. But he's on the, the PTR. That hamster-looking... The, the yep. hamster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a tiny little hamster and a giant Great. mech. I love it. It's wonderful. Yep. It is chaotic as hell and real fun. You played as the hamster? I have played as the hamster okay. on the PTR. Uh, he's, he's a fun time. Can I, can I stop referring to him as the hamster? Like, what is Hammond is, that, is ha- his oh, name. Which is much better, of course, right? Yeah. Yes. Hammond the hamster. You should know. Yeah, I feel like I could have intuited that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, you have been playing and yeah. So we've been playing that, but also um, on the regular. So the the actual released game, uh, they did implement this new endorsement system sure. to try to cut down on the toxic environment that is often these games. So basically, when you go into a game, you have the option once you're done playing around to endorse your fellow teammates. 
Okay. So you could say that they were a good teammate. They After were post, a shot at the end of the round. At the end of the okay, round. Okay, got um, it. Or, you know, that they were good sportsmen. Okay. So you can go and you can endorse enemy teams. You can endorse your own team, which is a really cool feature and it really has helped sure. make it less toxic. If you play with your friends, you're kind of screwed, though, because you don't get to endorse your friends. So, wait, if they're on your friends list, you can't endorse them. You and cannot. so you consequently are always. Wow. Yeah. So as someone who only plays with yep. five other people when I can help it, it's a weird kind of dichotomy where like, okay, so I'm playing with people that I know and trust, right. but this endorsement system does me no favors. As a matter of fact, it can be detrimental. What's, yeah, but so like, what's, what do you gain from having been endorsed? You get you get levels. I don't know. Do you really? You, yeah. So it levels you up, and you you have like a public little badge that shows your different levels. Oh, okay, I could see that on each um, on each like tier. So we yeah, have three categories. And so a weird thing that I discovered that I played. So I played a couple of rounds by myself one day. Yep. And ended up ranking up in the endorsement level Be- because because other people because, weren't in your yeah, friends list. I was okay, playing good. with a bunch of strangers. Cool. And so then I went on with a group of friends and we played for a couple of hours and at one point we're playing and I get this notification, your endorsement level has decreased. What? I just go, excuse me? What? <laughs> you're like, so like, uh, okay, excuse me, what do you go back and look up the players? You're like, yeah, okay, excuse me, what did you, like, why well, would no, you Well, no, you can't me? take it away or anything, but since I, I would want to know, though, no, like, know. I'm just so upset. But since I'm playing with a group of friends, like, the endor- like you you don't get endorsements as frequently, because yep. it's only the other team that can endorse you then. Sure. And if they're endorsing their own team, yep. you only get three per match, so it's not like you can endorse everybody every yeah, time. Yeah, no, that you makes have, sense. You have to pick and choose. Yep. And so, so I, I raked down, and I was like, "Well, this kind of sucks." I just would like, like be so deflated. Like, what's the point? Oh. <laughs> it was very sad. Um, which I, you know, then of course turns into, "Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on," and then half of my team unfriends me so that I like to endorse, and so which they allow. Oh wow, that totally. Ge- it's so dumb. God, it's, that's so complex. And like so. So there have been people in our group who like will unfriend each other and endorse and then immediately refriend. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. fine apparently. It's the way to game it, the game the system, right? Apparently. So the system clearly needs some work. Yeah. But it's a cool concept. It's a really it's a it's a good way to make people nice to each other. I totally can empathize. <laughs> like as a man whose Uber rating is 4.9 uh, I was a 5.0 for a very long time. Uh, I'm a great Uber pickup. Like I'm a talkative guy. I'm very nice. And I'm really upset at who did not have me at five stars. I'm like, I'm 4.9 and I can't get it to move. It's a, it's a problem. I'm very happened. competitive. I literally you know do this thing. When I, like, I get out of the car, I'm like, just so you know, I got your five stars, Stacey. Thank you so much for driving me. <laughs> like, I want them to know that I'm giving them five stars. So like, I get it back and I'm still 4.9. I'm so frustrated by this. Oh, no. But is that, like, yeah. I think to the two point, like, with, that's really interesting with the whole meta thing. Like, people find ways to gamify this. I don't know if you saw this past week, too. In the um, in the Rainbow Six community, right? So they've mm-hmm. taken a really hard stance on like homophobic, misogynistic speak, right? Like similar, right. just aggressive bans. If you say something racist, homophobic, misogynistic, you're just done. Yeah, right. Like nothing. And so, like now, the big <clears throat> the big meta game is to bait people you're playing against into saying something racist to get them banned, right? So it's a bait game. It's literally mm-hmm. you're smack talking and talking around racist stuff in order to get them to say something that'll get them banned, which is. Because of course it is. Because of course right. that would be like, if that's what it takes to win and like the biggest, you know, fuck you. Why? Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's kind of genius. But it's funny, like mm. you can create these systems, and in a closed and in a closed environment, like they operate as intended. But the minute they get out into the wild, it's just like it's crazy. Yeah, it's a weird like balance. Dude, totally. We have not quite struck perfectly yet. Oh, but that's yeah. What a it's clever, right? Like again, and, and like because there's no way they thought through that. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's the ultimate. That's the end game here because of course it is. And like, I love that you guys immediately figured out like, hey, I'm gonna unfollow or like we will be. Uh, I'm gonna unfriend you, recommend you, refriend. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, I guess they're probably finding out all of these. Oh well, that's how that can backfire. I mean, I'm sure you're right. It's funny too. I don't think of the Overwatch community as. As inherently very toxic. I'm not there anymore, but I feel like that whole game is structured around having you feel good about your accomplishments, having you work together as a team, not glorifying a KD ratio, right? Like, to me, that game is like the opposite of like a Call of Duty, which just is a cesspool of toxicity. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's not nearly as bad as some of those places. But, I mean, it can be pretty horrible in there sometimes. People... People can just be from downright rude to actively nasty. Um, I mean, it ha- and it hasn't stopped completely. We were playing against a team just yesterday where uh, they had uh, a female on their team, mm-hmm. on the opposite team. And this guy in general chat was just talking about how horrible she was. Great. And she was just, it's like, oh, we've got a girl on our team. She's awful, Great. ugly, terrible, and just going off. Jesus and it was horrific. Christ. That's so funny. I just so, never like. I think of that as like the nice game, you know. And I right. And you're right. People are terrible. Like that is the moral of the story. Like you, you law of large numbers, you're gonna find assholes people online. Are terrible everywhere. It's totally true. Twitter is just a giant cesspool. It's it's a mess. Um, okay. So I, I I am I am looking forward genuinely to jumping back into Overwatch at some point. Like I I kind of dip my toe in once in a while. I still love that game, but mm-hmm. I've had other draws. Are you playing anything else? That's about it for me right now. I'm more in the real world, getting ready for Comic Con, uh, sewing my outfits two days before I leave. You know what's that, new? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when do you leave? Wednesday morning. All right, so I'm Thursday morning. <laughs> right. uh, this is my very first Comic Con. I'm hosting a panel, which is weird, um, on uh, future sports and crypto and you know interactive technologies and all this stuff. So uh, I will tweet out uh, details there. But like, I've just never been, so I don't even know what to expect. I've seen pictures. I follow all of my friends who like. Hang out at the Comic Con. It always yeah. looks like a nightmare to me. So, do I you mean, have tips? This is real. Like, I'm putting you on the spot, like, <laughs> literally in front of a camera. Do you have tips for me and our friends at home, maybe who have never been to Comic Con, that might be going to their first one? So, <clears throat> when it, whatever you want to do, plan for like two hours earlier than you expected to go do it. Not my speed. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, no. Uh, or don't get your hopes up. I'm going to go home. That's what I do. like. I'm getting in a car uh, and driving home if I have to. I mean, honestly, this year they're changing a lot of policies and a lot of ways they're implementing. For the first time ever, they are closing down the entire street in front of the convention center, which oh, wow. was a huge source of traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah from totally. Before. So we're kind of, I mean, everyone's kind of, all the veterans are, are looking around and like, kind of, well, we don't know what to expect either. We're all right. kind of new. Movies and what's happening here. Uh, the offsites are a lot of fun yep. if you can get into the offsites, but the lines are usually pretty nasty. Uh, pre-register for anything that you can if you want to do anything. I think I'm just gonna wander around. I think yeah. it might just like hit the floor. Like again, I've got my panel, and then I might just. Mm-hmm. I think I have to see the floor, but I don't know. The floor is great. Uh, very busy, but you can usually make your way around. Uh, my personal favorite place to go is Small Press. Okay. I love all the small press stuff. Uh, I think it's always fun, and the people there are so interesting to talk to cool. and to like see how passionate they are about their projects. Okay. Uh, and then the city itself, the whole city transforms. Yeah, no, no. I've like, been down there yeah. during. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. I've done so like know. been down there professionally while it's been going on and seen that whole city transform. But 
Yep. Just never dip. No. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a time. trip. I don't know. I'm a little, <laughs> little claustrophobic, and I literally just finished saying people are terrible, and I'm going to where all of the people are. I'm not sure this is Go healthy. Go immerse yourself in people. It's fine. What are we even doing here? Um, well, let's quickly. Uh, we have so much to get through. Steve, I, Steve in the booth, I'm really interested to hear what you've been playing, sir. Uh, anything, anything interesting, exciting? Neo. Yeah, you have. <laughs> okay, as as as, uh, as a guy who's never played Neo, never actually even been on the radar, like what what are we missing out on? And what's been surprising for you? Uh, what's been surprising for me about it so far has just been the wonderful uh, co-op hijinks. Um, just you know, <laughs> anytime anybody says the word hijinks, I'm on board. You want to sell time. me on something? You know, it's a good time. Y- use hijinks. Yes, yes, hijinks uh. and shenanigans in a fictional. Uh, 1600 feudal Japan with, you know, demons that are loosely based off of Japanese lore and all kinds of historically accurate uh, Japanese sword fighting going on. And it's a melee and it's great and it's fantastic. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Are you done? Are you, uh, did you finish it or are you still no, working your way through it? Oh, no. Still I'm hijinxing away? Very much still hijinxing away. Great. And probably have. I, I can guarantee you I'm not even close to the halfway point. I'm pretty sure I'm not I'm not even close to the halfway point on that game. That game it's it's too hard for me, right? Like you've 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 been producing a lot of these shows for us. You are aware that I'm a baby ass gamer. Like I play all my games on like normal mode. This is not for me. <laughs> is that accurate? Uh, I mean it's uh, again, better with a friend on that note, just just for the sake of you know, if you're not used to playing Souls-like games, like, you know, yeah, Dark Souls and all that stuff, Bloodborne, <laughs> if you're not used to that, you can play it. You can actually play it with a friend. Okay. But you have to beat the second mission before you can do that. <sighs> and that took my friend, who I have been playing with, one of a couple, because Tony's also playing it, Tony in the booth. He's also playing a bunch of Neo too. He's kicking ass at it. He's a Souls veteran. He's a badass on that. Uh, but the other friend that I've been playing with, it took him a good 10 hours. Nope. What? <laughs> by him, by himself, no, by man, himself think, to just try and figure out how to beat that first boss. And then goodness. and then once we got past that, but once we got past that, it was great. It's all so many hijinks. I think <laughs> we're just going to have to live through Steve in the booth, right? There's no way you and I. Tell us about all the hijinks. Yeah, totally. Should you just come with your weekly hijinks report? Yeah. I would appreciate it. Okay, yeah, perfect. Sure, sure. Perfect. Anything else you playing? Any uh, quick hitters? A ton of uh, Just Cause 3. Oh, cool. Still just just working because, with that? Yeah, just because, you know, the game world for that is is just absolutely gigantic. Yep. And I'm, I'm still giving, I'm giving a lot of credit to the developers, you know, though I said in last week's uh, episode uh, of Inventoryful that, you know, I wasn't really a huge fan of the graphics, at least for the console's sake. Sure. I mean, Granted, I'm I'm playing you know boost mode on the PS4 Pro, so it's it's actually playable on that sense. Mm-hmm. It's not too choppy to be too jarring and, and actually have a, a relatively smooth experience. But it's just a huge game. It is and huge. The explosions can still just do like amazing and interesting things, and that's it's just it's just a playground, man. You just you could just fly around and do whatever. I mean, you could literally just do a competition of just literally nothing but using your wingsuit and flying around the entire time if you wanted to. You could just do that. Oh, I have spent a lot of time in that game doing just that. So is this all in preparation for 4? Like, we talked a little bit yeah. last week, but okay. Yeah, oh yeah. And has this Absolutely. always been on your list? Like, is this part of your backlog that you're just trying to work through? Very much yep. so, yeah. And that's that's quite a list. Neo, uh, or I'm sorry, not Neo. <laughs> um, Near. Yep. Uh, uh, Near Automata is still on that list. Along yeah. With the Witcher 3. Do it. Yeah, go, yeah, I... Mm. 
Can play, I know. play the Witcher. I, 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 I know, I know. Forty two hours <laughs> into that game, I like genuinely wanted to. That was one of those games I just beat my head against it was over a weird and over. And confusing experience, but I, like, and I get that it was hard sometimes to keep going on with that game. The, the, there's elements of it that I really loved. It was one of those things. That, like again, we talked about that a little bit last week, but like cr- the critical consensus is that game is amazing, and it never clicked. It never. The story was interesting enough mm-hmm. to keep me going, but like, but not. I think it's explored better in other places, which I'll get to on my list. But That's like, fair. I, you know, I, those themes are present on so many things. Don't think our robots humans, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, and do they have conscious Westworld and Detroit, and like, there, that is a treatise that's explored so many other places, so many in better fleshed out ways. Yeah, I was if I had a choice, you know me, I'm like the high the. The diehard Witcher guy, like I'm going to say, please invest in that. You will not be disappointed. Uh, very good point, and and I'm very much looking forward to uh, to diving into that as I've been diving into it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, just with every update that's been coming out, and I still haven't gotten past Velen. Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> gotta you gotta keep moving. But on that note, guys, I mean, just with all the focus going into open world games right now in this current like console generation, everything going on with Assassin's Creed, with Just Cause with Red Dead Redemption and the rebuilt Rage Engine they're doing for that for October. The fact that they've put, I think it was somewhere around seven years into the development of that game. North of that. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's, Mm -hmm. I think that is very conservative. I think it's eight plus. It's crazy. Yeah. Can't wait. I know I'm same page. Yeah, it's, I mean, open world games these days are just the best it's ever been, honestly. No, agreed. Um, Cool. Uh, so, like, you know, I actually, I don't know if I talked a little bit about this last week. I had just started the, uh, I bought the Return to Arkham, the the remaster. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, like, I um, I think the highest praise I can offer is it it looks like I remember it looking. Do you know, like, when you go back and you revisit something and it, like, inevitably looks like hot garbage? Go, oh, no. You're like, this is not okay. It looks great. Like, um, it's, they've, uh, they ported it to Unreal 4, so it's no longer in 3. So the bloom from the, like, the, the neon's great. And I don't, did you ever play those, Stacey? Did you ever play the Arkhams? Not mm. fully enough. Yep. I dipped into a couple of them. Yep. Um, usually at friends' houses, like, when I could boot it up for a few minutes, but never really got into those stories. I cannot recommend them yeah. enough. I genuinely think, well, so I played the, the Arkham Adventure in VR a little while ago, and it really got me back to, it's that Kevin Conroy, uh, Mark Hamill, joker batman dynamic and they, they do a really good job of exploring their codependency and how just equally fucked that relationship is and it's so and they set that up in city and they pay it off in night and I actually really i know it's one of the minority here but i actually think night's a better written game but city's incredible and i'm like i don't know i'd say 80 percent through and just burning through this game and like if you have any I can't recommend the remaster enough. I think it's like ten dollars or twenty bucks right now. So ten All bucks right. a game. All right, adding it to my backlog. Um, and like, um, yeah, it's real good. Um, and it's the, mm. yeah, yeah, that game goes some places. And it's in, it's so dark and so like um, it all takes place. The setup is. Mm, I don't want to say too much. So the setup is like um, it's in Arkham and they've actually quarantined a part of the city off and called that Arkham like Arkham Prison and they just thrown all of the rogues gallery of Batman's villains in there and it's just one hellacious night. It's the worst night of Bruce Wayne's life. Like, it's just very bad. Like everything that can't go wrong does go wrong. The guy's literally it's all a no win and of course he's Batman but like starts dipping that toe into his deep deep codependency with the Joker and it's just brilliantly played by those two. And uh, I think I'm gonna have to play Night again. Like I'm not gonna be complete with this until I go revisit that. So that whole story. Totally. Nice. Um, so can't recommend that enough. If you're on the fence and you miss those games, it's one of those things that like I played. I think that game came out in like 20. 
2011, 2013? Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 20, 2011 for Arkham City. And there was a uh, shout out to the writers of that who were also veteran writers of the animated series. Yes. Paul Dini, mm. Paul Crocker, and Sefton Hill. It's phen- I mean, it, it, it is phenomenal. I think like that will always be, for me, my canonical Batman. And I think I genuinely think Hamill's my Joker. Like, I, Heath Ledger is always like the definitive performance. And like, fuck, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. But this is my... Their very deep, codependent, super screwed up relationship. One created the other versus created the other. Like, mm-hmm. so good. It's so good. Play that game. Um, I also, I keep chipping away at Detroit. Yeah. I can't finish Detroit. I do not know. Every time I boot it, I'm like, it's this or I could play Batman. I'm just walking <laughs> around this like stilted. It's gorgeous, but the game's right. dumb. And like, uh, it's very deep. And I think like, it is a technological achievement, but that game fell off the map. Like, this was everywhere it for 15 did. minutes. And then, has anybody talked about Detroit in a month? I've barely seen it. I've seen one friend being like, all right, I'm going to play it. I can't finish it. I can't bring myself to finish it. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's even got a decent setup. And then I'm like, I don't care about anybody in this whole thing. Oh, no. I, I think this is a very bad... Like, they had a demo. Do you remember when they were doing the preview cycle? They had a very intense demo where they uh, really explored child yeah. negligence slash abuse mm-hmm. just very gross domestic situation and I thought holy shit if this is the if they can treat this with the delicacy that like I don't know a CD project red might when they talk about this stuff I'd be really interested but it's just so ham-fisted and so like um the, the, the choices are it's not beautiful shades of gray at least at least far as I've okay. gotten through and like I can play maybe twenty minutes of this at one at, at a shot. I'm like I I can't. I kind of. So rough. <laughs> I want to finish it, like, yeah. but, but I don't because I used to say this. I used to say so. My analogy for this is like I used to say I want to play the guitar because who doesn't want to play the guitar, right? Like I want to learn to play the guitar. Bullshit. If I wanted to play the guitar, I would dedicate time to learning the guitar. I don't want to play the guitar. I don't. This is not a true thing, and I guess I just don't want to play Detroit because if I wanted you to, want I to would. Want to. I'm pl- yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, because like, look, look, yeah, I want you to want to wash the dishes. What's that conversation? So bad. Uh, Yes. uh, So I'm I'm slowly chipping. I've got a great friend named Becky. She's she's in Germany. She's a big Twitch streamer. She's awesome. Uh, Definitely told me that I have to finish this. I'm kind of chugging my way through it. Get there. Get there eventually. I will get there eventually. I believe in you. Why? Thank you. Um, cool. So we have some news stories for you this week. Um, but before we get there, I think we're going to go through them at a pretty good clip. Because uh, there's some stuff that is going on. I wanted to know, too, um, as a part two to our conversation last week about like what we're doing in the summer months. Like, what else are you doing outside of games? Like, what else are you ingesting? Like, they, like, is there, you know, additional content, comic books, TV shows, movies, like, things that you've been talking about or watching that, like, that you feel like sharing when, when games aren't doing it for you over the summer? Yeah, I mean, I've been working through my Netflix backlog a have lot. You? Um, I've been back on the anime train a <laughs> I lot. Love, I know I love that we have backlogs for I fucking know. everything. I have lists. I have lists yes. of I have them on post-it notes next to I the TV that. of things that I need to remember to watch when I have time. Because we always sit down and we look at the TV and go... What are we gonna watch? I don't know what. What are we supposed to watch? <laughs> what are I don't we supposed know. to? And we never. It's like it's some obligation. And, and then instead, it's you spend an hour going through the Netflix queue, like trying to find something to watch, and never. Com- I'm so bad at committing to what to watch. Yeah. So like, I make these lists, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna pick something and watch it. Yep. So uh, we've been trying to do that. I'm still behind on basically everything I'm ever trying to watch. But uh, I, I love that the idea that we have this queue that you have yeah. to you have it like we will never catch up on never. everything that we want to as nerds. 
Not even it's just nerds, much. just people. It's, it's just too. too it's too much. It's too much. Anything specifically on the queue that you've been that you've gotten to over the summer that like people should be checking out? Uh, that has been pleasantly surprising. Yeah, actually, the thing that we we've ended up picking up uh, was the second season of Glow, which just oh, I, recently dropped. So talk to me a little bit because the first season did. I feel like there was a buzz around the first season. Mm-hmm. People liked it enough. Obviously, got picked back up. People are losing their shit about the second season. And what is it about it that's doing that? I so everything. So Glow was. Yeah, it was really hype when it first came out. And then everyone took a few minutes to think about it. And they're like, well, it had some issues. And it did. But it was still a really good, like, strong start. Season two took all of that and just, like, blew it out of the water with how they handled everything. Uh, I think that the talent in it is just amazing. The it's this perfect mix of silly and like handling serious topics and uh, the the character growth like you you really get to feel for all of the women in this group and even the outside characters. Is it like a tonal shift too? Like, is it darker? Is it like because it, I this one like I feel like this there was a hype level and then this season two has just been everywhere. They're like, yo, if you're not on this train, yeah, fix that uh, shit. I don't think it got darker. I think it actually went the opposite direction. Oh, it, okay, it turned well. Both simultaneously, okay. I guess. Because the episodes got louder and more fun and more, like, let's get ridiculous with yep. it. Let's let's really, like, let loose. But also some of the themes that they deal with get a little bit darker and more serious. And I think they're handled with a gravity that really we didn't get in the first season. Yep. Okay. So you highly recommend. So I have to do I one do. and two. It's, All right. It's gr- well, I'll yeah, add that to my one. backlog. God <laughs> yeah, damn it. I know. It just gets longer I know. That's, longer. Why, that's, that's what I get for like associating with people who like have good tastes. It's fair. <laughs> uh, let us know in the chat if you're watching live right now. We want to know what's on your, currently in your backlog, what you're watching, maybe outside of games. Uh, Steve, really quickly, you watching anything? Any, anything interesting? Uh, well, I've been checking out um, just music videos of bands that I like, and uh, there's this one band that I want to give a shout out to named Gunship. Okay, uh, that has had some really cool '80s styled uh, synth wave uh, pop music thrown in with their uh, a lot of video game nods, a ton of video game nods into a good portion of their music videos that you can find up on YouTube. Go check them out. Okay. What was it again? The band name? Gunship. Gunship. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I would, um, I will check that out. Um, I have been, again, like I've been weirdly like, can't bring myself to ship through Detroit. So I actually um, was play video games or watch a movie this weekend. I saw uh, Bo Burnham. You familiar with Bo? Oh, yeah, yeah. saw Bo Burnham's uh, written, directed movie called Eighth Grade. Which is a horror film. It is modern day eighth grade. It, like, well, I think it's this. It is now like. I think it's one of those films that will always be like. Important viewing for growing up. But it's also this weird lens. It's not. You know, when people now, like, they, they make movies about growing up, it was back then. And this is eighth grade right fucking now. And the. The incredible amount of social pressure, like like as if you want a mess of hormones and like not knowing your place in eighth grade. On top of that, you're competing aggressively on social media, mm-hmm. and it's filtered through because, of course, it is. It's Bo Burnham through YouTube. Right. Um, it is incredible. There's a scene in this film. I can't recommend this enough. It's like a 99 on 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 Rotten Tomatoes. Like I like every critic is losing their mind about this. But there is a scene where she goes to a pool party. She's invited by this doesn't wreck anything. She's invited by the mother of the popular girl. The popular girl definitely doesn't want her there. And she gets out of the car and is going toward the house. And it is like storming the beach at Normandy. It is like I 
crazy. I couldn't watch this. Like, I don't even have social anxiety. I like being on stage. I love publicly speaking. I love being in front of a camera. It means people have to listen to me. This is great. I actually really am in, maybe too social of a guy, but watching somebody dread going to a social engagement that they knew that they weren't wanted. It was amazing. So you not only flinch and watch through like fingers, but also I, there are moments in that where I laughed harder as is a brilliant release. Oh, Bo's a genius. I like can't recommend that enough. And then last thing I'm watching is if you haven't watched the HBO show succession, did you see the big short? No. Okay. So the big short was uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. And it's all about the uh, like financial collapse in like 2007. Genius movie, very heady. This is all about, um, I've heard it called um, White People's Empire. Okay. Okay, so it's like, uh, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a family who controls a huge media corporation and the dad's getting ready to retire and they're fighting to who's going to actually run the, and keep this afloat. So it's very dark, white collar, fucked up corporate humor, but it's also this exact opposite thing that's going on with me in Detroit, where like in Detroit, I don't care about anybody. I care about everybody in the show. Uh, I genuinely think it's the best show on television right now. Now, I haven't been watching yeah. Glow, um, but if you want a new like HBO caliber show, I cannot recommend it enough. Kieran Culkin's in it, if you're a Kieran okay. Culkin fan. Yeah. You remember, he was in um, Scott Pilgrim. Took me a minute. Yes. Yeah. Genius. Wonderful. He's a genius, right? Yes. Okay, so, yeah, he steals every scene. I've, we're on six episodes in. He steals every scene. He's one of the brothers. Oh. So good. All right, see, that, yeah, that makes me kind of watch it a lot more, too. Uh, that sounds really interesting, though. I, and I'm always about the shows where you actually feel for the people, mm-hmm. like, where you get connected to the characters. It, it all feels so real. Like, they're, um, they're siblings, and, like, I, are you close to you? Do you have siblings? Yeah, I got a sister. You're pretty close? Yeah. Yeah, so like you'll get a lot of those just in the way that like the big the big short was very heartfelt, and there's some like Jerry's like authentic moments. It's this is, but it's it's that juxtaposed with a life of being a billionaire that like a fiscal stratosphere that I will never understand. Right? Do you know what I mean? It's so a it's completely like different world. Both the yeah. b- both simultaneously. So like I uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. So you know, I highly recommend Succession uh, if you are uh, need a new show at home. So uh, let us know. Do we have anybody in the chat uh, who would be interested in letting us know what else they're watching? We want to hear about it. Well, Stacey, we got to get to some news because we uh, we are we, might do some we news. have to get out of yeah, here soon, right. and a lot has been going on. Let's start with uh, what we led with. Like, uh, holy shit! Overwatch is now on ESPN, Disney, ABC. Games are everywhere. It sure is. They're yeah, they're broadcasting the finals in the World Cup, which is wild. Did you see this coming? Uh, you know what? Eventually, maybe. But the way that like the sudden announcement, like by the way, this is happening. Here you go. Like, out of nowhere. completely, like, right in the middle of the finals ramping up and everything. It was just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to start next week. And I was, cool, right? we had a weird experience with this because I was actually, I was on site in Austin with a company who builds the Overwatch extension when that news came through. It was, it was so surreal. I was sitting in their office like, wait, what? It's crazy. Oh, man. You talk about, like, games are ubiquitous. I can't believe they're on ESPN. Like, if you'd have told me five years ago that a video game would be broadcast on ESPN on the regular, never. No. Never. I mean, yeah. Pretty wild news. Do you watch You watch the Overwatch League live? You go to events live from time to time. Mm-hmm. Do you, you watch them on Twitch? Yeah. So we're if we're not in the stadium, which is more often than not, yeah. we'll watch them on Twitch. Um, yeah, at least for the teams that, that I want to see that are on. Do you feel like, do they need to do anything to translate that experience to, to ESPN? Because, look, I played Overwatch. I like Overwatch. I really think that game's great, and I think it's hard as shit to follow. It, <clears throat> yeah, and they have to, I mean, 
they've been taking huge measures to make it easier to understand as yep. a viewer, uh, which I think is still a work in progress. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes onto ESPN. Uh, if they're going to take the whole overlay that they are using on Twitch and just port it over, if they're going to do something completely different. Uh, they've got to have some form of, I guess, introductory kind of, here's what's going on, a more basic explanation. Yeah, because like, I don't know how this translates way? to new viewers or people who haven't right. played the game. Like, Because I played 40, 50, 60 hours of the game, like, so I know, again, not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but like, I understand the mechanics of the game and I can follow the flow of a match and I still tune in and I'm like... Mm-hmm. I love the I love the extension. Uh, we'll talk about that more later. Uh, but um, so that helps. But like, mm-hmm. it's still incomprehensible to me. So like, so taking that to a ostensibly a bigger audience is crazy to me. Yeah, it, it's an interesting concept. And I guess they've been making kind of videos of here's what's happening or oh, here's, here's how this works that they're going to be putting out. So I guess maybe they'll be playing those in between and maybe getting people on board. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because I know my mother-in-law, who's very big into to regular sports, yep. is very excited about this because she can finally watch what we're all into. Really? Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, there's one viewer. So we'll see, we'll see what she thinks and how confused she gets trying to watch this. I'm really... Would you come back and report on that I, for us? I will, because I'm I'm really curious too to how this plays to someone who has no idea really what this game is about. Totally, I am I am too. Like I genuinely want you to come back and report on that because like that. Yeah, I think that there's got to be an onboarding process, and I don't know what that uh, that plan is. But like, yeah, ESPN, Disney, ABC, mm-hmm. that whole suite of families. That's crazy, and it like it further speaks to ESPN rethinking their approach to content, like. Games are everywhere. It's just insane. They are. Uh, they not that are. not that that surprises any of us. Um, speaking of games being everywhere, next up, Nathan Fillion stars as Nathan Drake in an Uncharted fan film. Dropped this morning. Uh, what? I don't know. Just all of a sudden, the internet is exploding, screaming. Dude, <laughs> well, like, so he had a buildup on his Instagram. I say this like I'm in the know. I don't even have an Instagram account. Yeah. Captain Twitter. I love Twitter. Don't have an Instagram. But I kept hearing about he was teasing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a weird, like, um, a Comic-Con activation. Right. Something so weird that he was doing with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, <laughs> n- no. It's a 15-minute fan film? Yeah, it is. What? Yeah. Okay, so you you watched this. I did. Steve, Steve, you in the booth, you have not, right? Uh, Yeah, correct. I had someone uh, shoot out a message to me earlier this morning, and I kind of, it was what I woke up to, I'm like, (gasps) yeah, yeah, (laughs) so I need need you to watch this when you're done. (laughs) I was trying to, there's nothing to spoil, like it's 15 (laughs) minutes, but Stacey, I do want to hear what you thought about, what were your impressions, what did you expect? I mean, I guess you didn't expect anything, because like none of us knew, (laughs) but like what what, what did you think about the, the film? So I film. I this, this thing that we got. Uh, I really appreciated some of the uh, action scenes more than anything. I think. What uh, about them? I think I liked that the setup with the third person. It looked like, or it started out looking like you were playing. So for people at home, yeah, there's a moment you'll you'll know this around the eight ten minute mark. He yeah. says something like, "Just like old times, the camera pans out." Like, like it's the over-the-shoulder third-person Nathan Drake shooting scene. He takes cover, pops out from behind cover, like, like we're playing mm-hmm. Uncharted. Like, I agree. I thought that was kind of great. Um, so I really appreciated that. Uh, I think the dialogue was a little hit or miss for me. Yep. As far as Nathan Drake goes, mm-hmm. I think they were trying really hard to yes. capture his wittiness and didn't. Like, they, they struck the wrong chord for me. And I'm watching it, and I'm like... Man, I don't remember him being this like unfunny, or maybe what I find funny has changed over the years. No, but- I think I think Drake genuinely is more 
what's the word? Not charismatic is like Nathan Fillion drips of charisma, but like I think the the quips hit more like yeah. in, during the course of an un- uncharted adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I'm so with you. Didn't those work. those missed a lot of the time for me. Eighty uh, percent of them. I think like twenty percent hit for me though. Like yeah. once I was like, oh, I was like, all right, all right, well done. I also really I'm with you in the sense that like. Uh, I loved the that nod to uh, when he you can see us coming a mile away. There's like a ramp and a dude with a gun, and he runs and jumps off the the ramp and does that flying punch that he does. He's like 32 feet in the air or something crazy, but it works because like right, it totally. <laughs> I was like, all right, here it goes. It's great. You know what to expect in some moments. Yeah. What did you think about the action? Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Like honestly, the first time watching it, like you're. I was super caught up in it at that point. I was like, oh, this is crazy. This is fun. It wasn't like anything to write home about. No. Though. No. I it, mean, it was, it felt, you know what it felt like? And again, incredible production on a, on a budget. Like, I, it's so easy to shit talk things and to like denigrate them. And like, look, they brought this into the world. So kudos. It's a better thing than I can make. So with that caveat, yeah. the action felt like it was in slow motion. And I don't know if that's just Nathan Fillion or like it's just a lower budget, but it just it all seemed so slow. It was very deliberate, very just, yeah. Everything was telegraphed, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <laughs> I was like, and also, was it me or did he take one too many shots to the face with like brass knuckles? Like, I think he'd be dead. Yeah, I think they did just stop that a little sooner than they stopped that. I was like, God, that is. Great. He'd be like, dead. Oh like he got God. hit so many times in the face. Go home, watch this if you're at home. When we're done, we're wrapping very soon. Watch. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, absolutely. Did it make you more excited about the prospect of Tom Holland, this whole, you know, the the actual uncharted project that's been in development hell for however long? I mean knowing knowing that it's not gonna be the same dialogue, hopefully. I know. I know. Tom Holland will be a very different story, so I'll a great choice, though. Yeah. I think Tom Allen will be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they have a better Sully. The Sully. This is a Sully-ass Sully in this, this, in this fan film. Yeah. I, I'm not wrong. Did you like him? I didn't. I mean, I didn't hate him. Okay. <laughs> it was weird. It came out of nowhere. And, like, I don't even think they had Sony's permission. I think they just made it. Yeah. And I think, bless Nathan Fillion, I think we've all been wanting him to play Drake for a very long time, but he's, if that becomes a franchise, which everything needs to do, he's outside of an age where he's bankable for 10 plus years as an action hero. Right. So that's a bummer. It is. It is. But it's also very true. Tom Holland on the other other end. I am very excited about that. Is there anything you want out of like Uncharted? Do you, like, is that, is that a series that's near and dear to you? Or does it matter? You know what? It was. A couple of years ago, and I've just kind of moved on That's from fair. it. Like, it still has a very, like, special place in my heart. Like, I had a lot of fun playing through those series, and I spent a lot of time with it. Yep. Uh, but at this point, it'll be like, oh, cool, they made a movie. I'm going to go see it. But it, but if they destroy it, it's not going to wreck you. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd be devastated if they made a bad movie. That's a good place to be. So, like, I, it's tough when you love a property so much and then see it. So many huge, like, um, see what you want about it, uh, Orson Scott Card and his views. I think Ender's Game is one of my favorite books written of all time. The first time I read it, I was, like, 11. I read it in one sitting. Um, so when they made the movie, I was very excited. Um, and the movie was such a bastardization of the book. It, it, it broke me. I was like, this is all so bad. So bad. Yeah, it was a rough time. It was rough. It was, it was rough very time. bad. And you, you, my favorite thing, I have to say this. Um, if you haven't seen Ender's Game, 
I'm not going to spoil what it is. Don't look at the poster for the fucking movie. The end is the poster. The whole punchline to the whole film is the poster for the... It's like, wait, what? It's the whole... The whole mm, mm. It's, my point is, you're in a healthy place for this IP, because if it's... Because it doesn't matter. I'm the same boat. I, yeah. like, I like Uncharted as much as the next person. It's definitely not like a Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Like, the Last of Us movie, I think, if also, I would be in that same place. I'd be like, if they destroy this, I am going to be a broken, broken man. Yeah, and something mm-hmm. like a God of War, you know. What do you, uh, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, just in terms of the aesthetics that have gone into all these other Sony properties, when we're looking at making any sort of video game to movie adaptation, if we were to get any full, fully featured full-length film, there would... There'd be countless amounts of you know nitpicking and, and picking apart all the cinematic qualities that make the Sony games yeah, like yeah. the exclusives mm-hmm. just their their the, the magical touch that went into everything that Insomniac Games put into the Ratchet and Clank series, what Guerrilla Games put into the Kill Zone and the Horizon games, and what Naughty Dog put into the Uncharted series and and The Last of Us and and everything else that's, that'd be coming out. I mean, this this is what makes me part of a Sony fanboy is this magical touch that they have to their cinematic, stylized sense of storytelling that I will always be a fan of. Agreed. Yes. Very quickly, last hitter, speaking of stylized cinematic uh, storytelling, Halo's getting a spot on Showtime. Can you believe this? That's it's happening. It is. It's a thing that is like officially going on now. Like Showtime. I know, and they, they, like the, the rhetoric around it too is they're saying it's like their staple. She, like it is their flagship show. No spence no, on the no, no. They don't have the the right budget. Like mm-hmm. I guess really quickly, we need to get out of the studio very soon. Succinctly, what do you want out of a Halo series? Man, I I'm so detached from the Halo series. Like. um... I mean, I want some cool space alien action, I guess. Perfect. I, like, I, I want that weird... It, they had the weird blood, right? Like, the weird... I don't know. It's been a long time. I want some cool space alien... You broke me. I want some cool space alien action. That's all I want out of That's all I want out of anything in life, as far Honestly, as I'm concerned. Totally. Be Dude, literally, that's. I want that to be back in the box. Stacey, we got to get out of here. Where? Thank you guys so much for watching. Big thanks to the Popcorn Talk Network for having us. Thank you for tuning in, for watching, subscribing. Please follow us. Let us know uh, what you think. We'll and, be- uh, oh, sorry. To, just to quickly interrupt, I had to absolutely correct myself here. It was Greg Edmondson who wrote the theme All good. to the Uncharted games, not Bear McCreary. Whatever. Bear McCreary was God of War. Always, oh, I knew he was God of War, too. Again, He'll always be first in my heart. It's on all, my it's, list. It's, it's, it's all good. But again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We can't thank you enough. Thank you so much to the Popcorn Talk for letting us use this amazing studio. Stacey, what are you working on this week? Where can people find you? Well, for the next two days, I'm going to be rapidly sewing my outfits because I'm going to be spending the rest of the week at Comic-Con uh, getting all the gaming that I can in and all of the weird nerd culture that happens down in that city. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Guys, we're, we're going to be announcing a lot of changes about the show very soon, so please stay tuned to us on Twitter. Mark and Nate are not here. You can follow Mark at Mark B. Donica. Nate is dog like Nate. You can find me at... P to the D's. We're going to be tweeting a lot of changes that are coming to the show. Uh, we're very excited about the future of what Inventory Full will be doing. Uh, but until next time, we will see you uh, on Showtime, watching TV, filling out our backlogs. Yep. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.